two, test one, two. Test one, two, test one, two. Test one, two, test one, two. Test one, two, test one, two. attention please. Worship will be starting in one minute. Please take this opportunity to prepare your hearts for worship and to be seated. And don't forget to put your cell phones on silence.
many woke up this morning had your mind on Jesus? How many know this morning can't nobody do me like the Lord? What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. service, 
but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. That is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. We'll now have opening prayer. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Most High God. Elohim, Creator God, El Elyon, the Most High God, El Shaddai, the All-Powerful God. We come to you this morning, Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation. Who created, all, who created all things in heaven and in earth, both visible and invisible. So we come to you now, Father God, just to say thank you. We come, Father God, thanking you for all things. But most of all, Father God, we come thanking you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the old rugged cross for our sins, oh God. So we come this morning just to say thank you. Your word tells us to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. So we come, Father God, with a thankful heart and a praising spirit just to praise and lift up your most holy name because you're worthy of all our praise. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. So we came here, Lord God, just to bless your name. Oh, bless the Lord, <clears> oh, <throat> my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not his benefits. So we come this morning, Father God, just to thank you of your benefits. For you gave us the benefit, woo, in Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God our provider. You gave us the benefit of healing, our God, Lord God, through Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God our healer. Father God, you even gave us peace through Jehovah Shalom, that peace that surpasses all our understanding, that peace that the world didn't give us and the world didn't take away. So, Lord God, we just come to thank you this morning 
for being our banner in Jehovah Nisi. How you go before us and you come behind us, Lord God, and, and you make everything smooth. Oh, yes, you make the crooked path straight. You bring down hills and mountains. You make the valleys to rise up. You are God and God all by yourself. So we just come this morning, Lord God, to lift up your most holy and divine name. We come to praise you in the good times and to praise you in the bad times. But most of all, we just come to praise you. So we ask right now, Lord God, that you allow your Shekinah glory to fall fresh on this place right now. We need a touch. We need to experience you, oh God. For your word said that we must worship you in spirit and in truth. So, Lord God, we come in our spirit and our truth. Just expecting, Lord God, a rhema word from you. A word that's going to change hearts and change minds, change attitudes, Lord God, and ca cause us to have a closer walk with thee. So, Lord God, we just come to say thank you. And, Father God, we ask right now that you bless the man that's going to break bread on the day, Lord God. We pray that you let him down in the deep treasures of your word so he may bring out the old and the new, Lord God. We pray for his fellow ministers on the roster, Lord God. We pray that you continue to strengthen them. And we pray for the pastor's family, Lord God. But most of all, Lord God, we pray for one another. We pray, Lord God, that we walk worthy of the vocation in which we've been called. And that is followers of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I bless your name. Lord God, I, Lord God, now I pray for those that are going through sickness and trials right now. Those that are going through bereavement right now, Lord God. But we know that you are a God that can do all things, Lord God. So we ask right now that you move according to your will, Lord God. For we know that there's a job for every tear that's being shed, Lord God. So we just say thank you, Lord God. For you are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. Woo, you are a God that's able to do all things but fail. So we come this morning, Lord God, crying out to you. We come crying out in our doubt and our disbelief, Lord God, and our mistakes and whatever's in our life today, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, right now to change our situation, change our circumstances, oh God, that we may see Jesus hanging on the cross. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you for this day. We bless your name, oh God, and we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that he paid that ultimate price for us on the cross, was placed in a borrowed tomb, but on that third of morning, morning, that was a shaking and that was a rumbling, and a rock rolled away, and a rock came out of a rock, and it's that solid rock I stand, because everything else is sinking sand. So, Father God, right now, we just said thank you. We bless your name. I ask you to receive this prayer in your darling son in Jesus' name. And for his sake I pray. Amen.
had nothing left over, and those who gather, gathered only a little had enough. That is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we just come once again, Lord, to say thank you. Thank you for all the opportunities you give us to, to do thy will. And right now, Lord, we ask you to bless this offering as only you can bless. Increase it, Lord, as only you can increase. Guide us to have us to do, Lord, to continue to glorify you and to build your kingdom. And not our will, Lord, but let thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you haven't given already, you may do so after this service. Uh, you may send it in to us, mail it to us, or do, give us PayPal or cash out. And we always say that we can't beat God's giving. That the more that we give, the more that he will give back to us. That's who he is. He promised us he supply our every need. The question is, do we believe him? Do we trust him? God bless you. I love you. God bless you.
about the way you live? What about the way you give? Really sure than you.
Lord, I pray that this very moment that you will consume us, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth, and that nothing will separate us from your love. Send us a word, O oh Lord God, that we may grow in you. We don't want to just attend this church. We want to be an experience so that we experience you. That we know that we've been in the presence of an almighty God. So we ask you, Lord God, to do what you do. Because when you show up, you show up. I confess as your servant that I can do nothing without you, but with you, Lord, I can do all things. So I ask you to consume me by your spirit, to hide me behind the cross as you lay me at your feet. We ask for your holy, divine will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bible or what tool you may use. Come and go with me to the 25th chapter of Matthew. And I'd like to move over to the 14th verse. 24th chapter of Matthew. The 24th. 25th chapter of Matthew, the 14th verse. Can you hear me okay? Reading from the King James Version. If you're there, say amen. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway this journey, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents and likewise he had received two talents he also gained other two but he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money after a long time the lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said to, unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. 
He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strong. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth to there thou hast that is thine. <clears throat> His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slowful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not sown. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I shall I should be received my own with usury. Take forth the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall he shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of God for the people of God people said, Amen. You may be seated. This particular text is near and dear to my heart for God had to open it and reveal it to me for me to accept some of the things that he had in store for me. I thank him for his grace and his mercy. But I have a question to ask all of you. I, I believe the Lord asked me this question in my assessing my obedience to his will. And the Lord simply would have me to ask you this. How are you using your assets? Look at your neighbor. You ought to pinch yourself. And just make sure you're awake, you're not having a dream. How are you using your assets? And uh, as we think about the topic, don't make an asset out of me. Amen. This is a parable. And the parable is designed to give you a heavenly purpose which is conveyed through a earthly story. I ask the question, how are you using your assets? Because essentially the 14th chapter deals, I mean this 25th chapter and the 14th verse, uh, the red verses that I read are somewhat dealing with the subject of how you are equipped to do the work that God has called you to. 
But even more important, if you are not using your work, it is essentially also addressing that Jesus will return on a time and a season that you do have no idea of when he will return. And so therefore, a measurement is displayed to all of us that must assess, are we using our gifts? Are we using our talent? Are we using our ability to glorify God? Isaiah in the 47th chapter says and tells us that we were created to glorify God. So therefore, as we had a discussion this morning in life learning lessons, for some of you that may be called Sunday school, you have to understand that God has given us grace. But this grace is not subject to you if you do not take hold of it. And how can you thus take hold of it if you don't exhibit it? Can I say it a little differently in a plainer, simpler way maybe? And that is this. If Jesus doesn't show up in you, then have you really received grace? Because I suggest to you, for you to have grace, you must not only realize that you have it, but you must display it. Y'all know y'all can't keep a secret. If when you get some good stuff, some, some good stuff, you can't wait till you tell somebody. Am I right about it? Oh, come on now, y'all, y'all act like y'all, 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 I'm, I'm out in left field. Well, let me just put it, I've heard y'all a many a time say, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I just couldn't wait. When you think about the goodness of God and all that he's done for you, you can't wait. So here it was. The master in this story, in this narrative, in this parable, is really reflective of Christ. Christ has left us the mission, and he has gone on to be with the Father to prepare a place for us. And if he prepare a place for us, he shall return and receive you unto himself. So what are we to do with what God has ordained? First, we should understand that we have a mission, that we have been left here for a purpose, and that if we fail to fulfill that purpose, then God will use someone else. All too often, we hear the conversation that says, well, I, I, don't, I can't do that. The word of God says you can do all things with Christ Jesus. If you allow me to park there for just a moment, if you believe that you can do all things through Christ Jesus, then you must believe and walk by faith. You, you, you don't get up and speak or you don't 
get up and do because you know that you are able, but you have faith that persuades you that you can. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The servants in this parable, they are reflective or they represent you and I. How we respond, how do we do when we say that we serve God? They are, I don't mean to offend anyone, but there are a whole lot of people that come and get baptized. But you must be baptized also by the power and the Holy Spirit so that you become subject and under the influence You see, if you're still acting like you started out, if you still have the attitude that you had when you first began your walk with God, then you need to ask the question, how have I grown in Christ and how has Christ grown in me? So the servants... One receives five talents, one receives two, one receives one. And, and each acted based upon the gifts that God had given them, in other words, what the master had done, to enable them to accomplish the task. As I share with you the parable, note, it, note this. The one that he gave five, he went about his business and he got five more talents. Now, what does that add up to? Ten. Is that right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on the path. The one that had two got two more talents. So, the subject, he begot four. But the final servant dug a hole, buried the money. Can, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I get a witness? What are you doing with what God has given you? Have you dug a hole and buried your gift? Are you using what God has given you Listen, you don't have to build Manhattan. You, you don't have to do something that is so large that it's just so noticeable that only you could have been given credit to do it. As a matter of fact, you might not even be recognized for your gift. You do what you do in secret and you do it because you're really doing it to the Lord, for the Lord. I don't care who asks you. I don't care who tells you about it. No human controls your gift. I wonder... Why were 
these servants doing this because what are they getting out of it? They took the ten talents and gave it to the master. They took the four talents and gave it to the master. But no, the final one, he didn't give him anything but what he already had. What are we doing? Day after day after day, God has a reason for why he's allowing you to wake up. I know you get up and say, thank God for letting me wake up this morning. Well, okay, if he lets you wake up this morning, for what purpose? How do you allow the experiences of your day to be glory unto God? So that at the end of the day, when you get ready to lay your head down, you can say, and hear the Lord. I don't think you have to wait to heaven to hear the Lord say, well done. Because you're doing the work of the Lord every day. You ought to know you did well. I'm almost through. So if you expected me to give you a long message today, I'm sorry. But we would be remiss if we didn't take some nuggets with us, though. How are you using your assets? To hear the Lord tell us, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Notice that he does say, thy good and faithful. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. So therefore, we must see an attribution of your faith. Daily. It can't just show up on Sunday. It can't just be when you walk through the door saying, ah, into his gates with thanksgiving, his course with praise. It's got to be when you are every moment with the Lord. Has God forsaken you? The Bible tells me that he won't ever leave you alone but can I ask you have we ever left God alone how are you using your assets well I love the Lord I worship him I, I adore him I, I, ain't nothing God can ask of me but he asked something that you don't want to do I suggest to you we show true submission when we do what the word says not what we say. You want to know when you really submit it? I think sometimes it hurts. You ever, you ever, have mom ever told you that you had to do something for your sister or your brother and you, uh, uh, I hate this. I don't feel good about this. But you know you had to do it anyway or your butt was going to be whipped. I think, I think that you got to get to the point where you enjoy submitting to the Lord. 
that he is not asking something complicated or difficult of you. He's just saying, if you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. I noticed something in this parable. All three persons were given talents. Now one was able to accomplish receiving five more talents. The other was able to accomplish four more talents and then one buried. But notice this. Each one received the same gift. Each was a talent. In the Old Testament, or in the old time, a talent weighed in weight. And it mattered whether it was silver or gold because silver weighed more than gold, more than gold and gold weighed less. But so the talent was a weight. The challenge that I have in, 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 in reviewing this, I have to ask myself, well, the reason why the one that had five talents got five because he had more to work with. That's not true. For the Bible says that he gives us liberally what we need according to his will. So God won't put more on you than you can bear. Okay. So look at the actions of all three. <laughs> Two of them faithfully go and do the work of the Lord. But one that said he was baptized from his foot to his head. One that said he was changed. But he never showed up. As a matter of fact, he was even to the point that he hid his gift. Were you, were you saying for me today? No. Mm -mm, no, not me. No, 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 no. Oh, well, will you pray for me? No, I don't know. You need to talk to the pastor because I, I, that ain't my job. Will you tell them about Jesus? No, 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 no. They might get mad. Well, well will, you, will, will you be Christ-like? Will you tell them where they're wrong according to the word of God? No, 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 no. That ain't my business. Can I say something? Do you think that God might have allowed you to go through something so that you could be an asset to somebody instead of being just for you? Maybe I got pregnant and had a child out of wedlock so I could tell others about how God still is faithful in spite of it. Maybe I have had to climb some hills and some mountains and go through some valleys because I had to tell somebody that through it all, I've learned to trust in God. I can depend on him, that he can heal, that he's able to make everything all right. Maybe in spite of it all, I went through some Job moments, but I can still say, God is able 
to raise up a bow down here. He's able to restore. He can do everything except for him. And notice something else that's in this parable. Both men were given talents. And get this, get this. God has no respect of person. I believe that what he would do, does for one, he would do for others. Both men who were faithful and were exercising their faith in the work, guess what? He doubled their portion. One might have got five and another got four, but he doubled both of them's portion. Has God doubled your portion? If you don't do nothing, you won't get nothing. Another way of saying that, if you know better, if you do better, then hopefully you did it because you knew better. And can I get on my soapbox? You can't know better if you don't study. How can I know God's word if I never get in it and it never gets in me? Paul says, study to show thyself approved. A workman unto God. A workman unto who? And you don't have to be ashamed because then when somebody asks you about the word, you may not be able to quote it, but you got it in your heart. For the Bible says, hide thy word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So he gives a double portion. So the one who did nothing he complained about the master. That's what people do. I, I kind of call that what I call excuse-itis. You know, people will raise hell in your life telling you about how bad you are. But I, I keep saying, they don't look at themselves. We can tell how bad somebody else if we look at ourselves. It's when we don't look at ourselves that we flaunt with lack of pride, or rather too pride. We talk about how good we are. We, we talk about how God did this and God did that. Well, yeah, who, who are you giving the glory to? He gives each double portion the last one blamed. He started talking about how the master was. He, he didn't even say, I buried your money. But he started out with criticizing the master. I had an experience. And I was really taken because God showed me who I am. And I think God shows all of us who we are. See, when you start thinking too highly of yourself, when you don't believe that you can mess up, when you look at and turn your nose up at everybody else, but, but your stuff don't stink, that's when we are set up for big breakup. But I found myself looking at the actions of an individual And I found judgment in my heart. 
And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I showed you that for a reason. There are people that need you. And you need to get over yourself so that you can help them out. But you can't help nobody when you think you're better than them. When you think you all that in a bag of chips. If it had not been for grace, there go also I. And you'll hear me say it a million times because I have to remind myself that God has, in spite of me, he has used my assets because all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I clarify something? He says it works together for the good of those who love him. Now he can use anybody, but everybody don't love him. And if everybody don't love him, then it's not working for your They made excuses. The, the, the final one made excuses. <laughs> I liken it like maybe those that reach a point in their life and they give up hope and they blame everything and everybody except blaming themselves. Because the lifeline is right there for you to take hold of if you will I don't know about you but I took hold of the lifeline the lifeline is Jesus Christ you see the servants gave the master ten talents and four talents and but one hid a talent but Jesus gave his life he didn't hold anything back. You know why he gave his life? Because he knew and had sympathy for us. He had love for us. He graced us. He had us to know that he performed what we could not do. Jesus was without sin. I've said it a million times, I'll say it today. All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Don't, 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 don't act like you ain't never messed up. If I was able to take a picture right now, that might be some people thinking the wrong thing. been called out of darkness into the light I want you to know that people will measure you by the actions of your limb if a change has occurred on the inside it'll show up on the outside 
Don't tell anybody that charge it to my head, not my heart, if you acting like a fool. Come here, Donald Trump. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just saying. Don't tell me one thing. I, I don't care who you are. Don't tell me you're one thing and doing another. This world is a sad place to be in today because politicians, all of them are terrible. For the Bible says the truth shall set you free. So then, Pastor, what are you saying? You're talking about, well, I'm telling you, quit putting your hope in man. Put your hope and your faith in Jesus Christ. Because he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Jesus was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. But the chastisement of your peace, he bore. As they drug him from judgment hall to judgment hall, he was giving back what he was able to give. He trusted that he was doing the work of the Lord. How many of you trust that you will do the work of the Lord? How many of you say, for God I live and for God I'll die? That, that whatever you ask of me, Lord God, if you let me hear you tell me now, wherever you tell me to go out, whatever you tell me to say out, mm, whoo, mm. how are you using your assets? Well, Jesus hung on an old rugged cross. He hung from the sixth to the ninth hour. He displayed the grace that he came to give as he looked at the thief on his right and he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Now remember what the thief was up there for because he had stolen. But Jesus looked beyond his faults and saw his need. So before you start judging me, before you start giving up on me, show me some grace. Show me that the God that I serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. As I get ready to close, the beamer and declare for God I live or God I die you either did or you did not there won't be any in between you can't straddle the fence you gotta decide whose side are you standing on 
But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So if you're here today and you have been given talents, can I, can I play with this for just a little minute? But you've been given talents. In other words, God wants to use you for the glory of the kingdom, but you haven't made a step that is essential. And that is step is that you must step out on the promises of Jesus. And you must perform what he has put in front of you. Because you don't know who Jesus has assigned you to or for. God is going to use you for the glory of the kingdom. But you've got to say, here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. If you can use anybody, then use me. Here am I, Lord. You use me. Do I have anybody here willing to submit to the Lord? And say, here am I, Lord. Use me so that I may glorify you. So somebody knows that I serve alive and a living God. Here am I, Lord. I need for you to use me. Use me if you will. Because I am here, Lord, just as I am. I'm wounded, I'm weary, I'm torn down, but here am I, Lord, here am I, here am I, Lord, here am I, 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 I. I'm standing on your word. Standing on your promises. Oh, 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 I'm going to use what you gave me. Because you saved me. Have you healed me? You delivered me. Whoa, oh Lord, here am I, Lord. Can I get a witness in this place? Is there anybody that says, here am I, Lord. Hold up your hand if you say, here am I, Lord. I'm ready to be used. I'm ready to be used. Here am I, Lord. So if you're here today and you've made yourself available to God and you're without a church home, if you have not made your call and your election sure, whether you've backslidden and you've gone the wrong way, it's not too late to turn around. Just say, here am I, Lord. I'm ready to be used. 
the doors of the church are open. How are you using your assets? Amen. The doors of the church are open. If there be one here today that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, now is your time. If you're watching online, you can be saved right where you are. All you have to do is believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and thou shalt be saved. As the choir sings, why don't you come if you're here today? Well, the doors were open over 2,000 years ago. No man can close them. But there will come a day when Jesus closes the doors that no man will be able to open. Why don't you come? As the choir sings, if you're here, why don't you come today? even after the church daily, such as shall be saved. Amen. Let's give God a big hand for that word to the master. Amen. Let's give God a big hand to this choir. They've been singing today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. 
our announcements, as the bulletins are outside, if you want to pick one up, but God's Golden Generation will meet after service today, uh, ages 55 and up. I guess I feel in that category now. Don't I? <laughs> uh, mass choir rehearsal, November 2nd. It will be at 2 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Golden Hour of Faith will be November the 7th at 12 o'clock noon. Uh, God's Learning Lab Youth Day will be November the 11th at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, Super Sunday, I guess wear your uh, favorite team jersey. Super Sunday will be November the 12th after the Sunday worship service. Uh, Mount from on High in Matthew 25, November 18th at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, always remember those that are on our sick and shut-in list, the bereaved families, uh, the Menifee family, the Haddox family, the Locke family, any families that are going through any time of bereavement. We always want to keep them in our prayers. Uh, this is the month of October. Happy birthday to all the October babies. Happy birthday to you. Just to remind everybody, uh, Sunday school every Sunday at, at 9.45, prayer breakfast every Saturday at 9 o'clock a.m., uh, Bible study every Wednesday night at 6.30, uh, and we're asking everybody to continue to come out, you know, that uh, Jesus is still asking the question, can you come out and just watch with me for just one hour, that God wants us to know that to truly know his grace, we have to know his word. And we can't just get his word by coming just on Sunday, 11 o'clock service. We have to be committed to, to the word of God every day. Amen. Amen. And at this time, uh, Pastor, we, I know you, I know you don't like this. <laughs> but, but Pastor, it, it's... I think, I think I'm right, 23 years that God has blessed you to be the shepherd of this house. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And I say bless you, but he, he's blessed us too. And we want to ask you and ask First lady to, to come down for a moment. <laughs> if you don't mind, Pastor, we'll ask you to just for a moment, Pastor. Just for a moment. <laughs> just maybe sit sit down here up front. Right here, Pastor. You will. You will. Praise God. You can you can you can, you can get me later. They put me up to it. I want, <laughs> uh, but we, I guess, first thing we want to we want to show you something. Pastor McCullough, we felt it was imperative to acknowledge your remarkable twenty-three years of dedicated pastoral service. So, consequently, we've compiled a brief video featuring heartfelt testimonials from various members of our congregation. We trust that you will receive this tribute with the utmost sincerity and respect. Allow me to begin by expressing our profound gratitude for your steadfast leadership of the Saturday morning prayer breakfast. Through your guidance, 
you have imparted invaluable lessons on the power of prayer for others and the importance of compassion. Personally, I have witnessed significant growth and I eagerly anticipate each Saturday morning under your teaching. Once again, congratulations on your enduring commitment to our spiritual community. Good morning, everyone. To our pastor, Pastor McCullough, on um, this appreciation day that from all the ministers, Minister Colbert and Minister Hobson, we want to just say thank you for being the man of God that you are and for really allowing us to, to, to use the gifts that God has given us uh, and always being that leader for us to tell us to study, to find ourselves approved. And I just want to read this one scripture, Hebrews 13, 17. It says, Obey your spiritual leaders. And do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Again, Pastor, we just want to say we appreciate you. We love you, and may God continue to bless you and your family. God bless. nothing uh, too uh, low or beneath you doing. You always, from the Matthew 25 perspective, ask me each Saturday if I need anything. You've taken routes. Uh, most recently, one of the hardest routes I consider that we have. And so I'm very grateful and I think it's very humbling of you to do so. Congratulations again. We love you. Congratulations, pastors, on your 23rd year as a pastor here at Limestone. We really appreciate you uh, from the pastor's age perspective. You've always been patient, always been kind, always been a great leader, and we really appreciate you. Hope you're here for many more years. Have a blessed day. Congregation. 
I know that these are not real words, but we do know that Jesus is real. So we just want to say thank you, Pastor, for your dedication and your committed spirit to God's purpose in your life. We want to encourage you to keep holding on to God's unchanging hand because we know that you have the blessed assurance that he favors you. So we know when he showers out, showers you with blessings that you will give him every praise. And we just want to come here to thank you and honor you and say that, as you always say, nothing happens by happenstance. So God isn't on time, God, and what he does is intentional. So we just thank you today on behalf of the membership of Limestone for your committed service and your Many sermons of inspiration, sometimes inspiring, and they can be uh, com convicting at the same time. Thank you for being the man of God that brings to the table the truth. So on behalf of the Limestone body, we honor you as our leader, as pastor, and thanks to the First Lady and the First Family for their support in the ministry of this church. Pastor, we encourage you to keep a little oil in your vessel. So, in other words, just stay lit. Thank you, and we love you. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Pastor McCullough, on behalf of the majority of this congregation, we want to confess our profound gratitude for your care and your guidance. Your messages, inspired by God, have helped us to become the people that God wants us to be. Your presence during our most trying times, whether in the hospitals, in the homes or facilities, you are always with us. Your comfort and your strength and helping us to grapple with our various challenges, your prayers, your faith, and your compassion have truly been a divine blessing to us. And speaking on my own behalf, I cannot tell you the joy I felt when I was in the hospital and I opened my eyes and saw you and your lovely wife there with me. And throughout my life, since I've been here, you have been my support system, my guidance, and your presence, your support has meant the world to me. Pastor, we don't just love you, we cherish you, and we look forward to many, many more years of your inspirational leadership. We love you, Pastor. Pastor, on behalf of the Limestone Media team, I would like to say thank you for everything that you have done, all of your forward thinking, and congratulations on your pastoral anniversary. Hi, Pastor. On behalf of all the choir members and all the musicians, we just want to say we appreciate you and we love you. And happy Pastor's Appreciation Day. On behalf of the deacons at Limestone and this great congregation, we'd like to thank Pastor Wayne McCullough for 23 years of faithful service, 
23 years of continual preaching of God's word, 23 years of love and compassion, 23 years of dealing with this congregation and being at that beckoning call. So we thank you for all you've done. Pastor and First Lady, we want to give you these gifts, Pastor, and just thank you for being a man of God, and, and I know a woman of God is always with you, God, Pastor, and we just appreciate it. God bless you. Now, I'm going to turn it back to you, but i say one last thing, like I tell Mama, they made me do it. This is uh, one of those times that I truly am without words. I feel a need to say to all of you, thank you. The joy that I have that God has given me to serve you for 20 some years is more than I ever thought that I would experience. I'm thankful because you have also grown me. I hadn't always been where you where you brought me to. Iron sharpens iron. service. Do you mind, Pastor? I'll pray for it right quick. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for what, what you've done. Lord, I ask you to bless the food that we're about to receive in our bodies. Bless, bless the hands of prayer that pour us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.
for the assets. We thank you for your guidance and your leadership. And we thank you for your presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, we can do nothing without you. So as we prepare to leave this place, we leave not your presence. We ask that your love, your grace, and sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth, now, and forever. And the saints of God said in one voice. Thank <laughs> you.